Peace, kings and queens. Peace, royal family. It's King Jay, your host, and I'm back for another amazing episode of King Q Talk. Man, it's been a been a long time. It's, it's, it's been a minute since I tapped in with the royal family. Uh, a lot has happened, but as promised, I must deliver. Uh, and I have a very, very important special guest who is not new to anything we do at Kings and Queens Health. And we have some exciting news to share with you guys today. So our special guest today is none other than the Queen D. And she has some important news to share with you guys. So today's topic of discussion is heritage and health. And we're going to talk about how a beautiful melanated, carbonated woman, queen, goddess, woman, and the holistic approach she has taken with her pregnancy. So without further ado, welcome back to the K&Q studios. We are right here in the lab at home in the back of our house on this beautiful fall day. Thank you for having me, peace kings and queens. I'm so happy to be here today, and, and let's get started. Let's, let's do it. it. Let's do it. So, uh, we've been on this amazing journey of creating together, and now here we are, two beautiful daughters later. Yes. Two healthy, vibrant daughters later. But this episode is more so about the journey it has taken you on to get to this point. So I have some questions for you. We'll have a good conversation to just give all of the people listening great detail uh, and hope to inspire some people to pull information from this and apply it to their personal lives and their uh, families and future health. So with that being said, give us some backstory on your journey prior to becoming pregnant for the first time. Like, let's really talk to the people about what has transpired over the years, what has happened that led up to this, where we are now in life. Okay, so um, before getting pregnant for the first time, um, I was having some health issues and I had went to see an OBGYN and I was told that I would not be able to get pregnant ever. Mm. And I was around 21 years old, I think, 21, 22 years old. And it, I, that kind of like, not necessarily traumatized me, but I was like afraid. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm a woman. Like everyone, I thought every woman want to, you know, create life one day. So I um, kind of let that beat me up for a couple years. And then you went on your health journey first, becoming vegan. And, um... I came to you about the situation and he was talking to me about changing my lifestyle and possibly trying some different herbs. And um, I switched over. I became vegan. I cut out the meat and the dairy products and started taking herbal supplements and everything just became better after that. Um, We got pregnant. I didn't take, didn't go see a doctor. I didn't take any IVFs or anything like that. And it was, it had to be my lifestyle because I was told like I would not be able to have children. And um, once I changed my lifestyle, started eating healthy and um, taking herbal supplements, then 
there it is. I became pregnant. Everything started getting better. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just from a, a herbalist standpoint, and being that I'm your partner, we've been on this journey together. Right. Uh, definitely was I would say kind of stunning on us both, considering like prior to us getting married, we were dating and we already had manifest children. This fabulous life together that we now have, but. At the time, we was young and just really thinking futuristic. Like you said, you what woman you know doesn't want to have children? Not all women want to have children, but for us, we couldn't we couldn't picture life without, without being right. able to do something we wanted to do, and that's us still today. Right. And uh, it it weighed on me too. Like you know, I didn't project my personal feelings on on it. Excuse me about it onto you at the time because that's the last thing you needed after getting some news like that. But I definitely think it stunned you. Uh, the health-related complications yeah. were, uh, and I'll, honestly, eye-opening to both of us because your poor health really can prevent you from doing things you want to do. With like that's evidence there. Uh, I will say that my personal opinion with with women who uh, have troubles with conceiving have clogged like fallopian tube and they aren't very fertile like a woman has a lot of eggs and the ovaries and stuff but uh they can't be fertilized properly when number one the man's uh semen isn't healthy but also when the woman isn't healthy as well and that's you know it's 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 relevant but it's besides the point but that's just like hint hint you definitely need to do some things uh, proactively and, and on your journey. I'm sorry not to cut your wisdom, but um, another thing too, I didn't mention this, but I was on birth control for so many years. Oh, that's a good one. And that's so unhealthy. And in the black community, they pushed it on us heavily to be get on birth control, starting mm-hmm. young, like at 16 years old. And then just imagine people who've been on birth control since Even 16 up until like their 20s and stuff that yeah. that can cause issues with being um fertile as well so. yeah because mm-hmm. children nowadays are uh being intimate at much younger ages yeah. uh, that's a good point you bring up too about the uh, birth control because that definitely contributed to you being uh, infertile, like that definitely contributed to it. Uh, we might as well share this with the people. I I had you get off of that long before you were supposed to, according to what your parents uh, suggested. I think but I was like 19. Yeah, you were very young when I told you to stop taking that. Yeah. And it's crazy that it was something in me telling you to telling me to tell you that, and I, we wasn't even on like this health this journey health yet. Journey. But I knew if there was going to be any chance of us being together having children, you can't keep taking something that's literally created to do the opposite. Right. And let us let me tell you something, guys, while we're here at this point. It is very important for us to realize what the agenda is when it comes to that birth control stuff. We are gods and goddesses, kings and queens. We were designed and created to reproduce. Right. So for there to be a drug, a substance, or anything like that out there for us to do the opposite, like granted there are people that don't want to have children like I stated earlier, right. there are even natural things to that to keep you from having children. You don't have to inject yourself with poison and cause chemicals. other health issues and chemicals, exactly, mm-hmm. and harmful chemicals to cause, just to prevent something from happening. So 
it took your body from 19 to like 21, 22, it took your body a while to even bounce back from having taken all those years of uh, so-called birth control, right? Uh, and then it's not even proven to be 100% effective. You would think something like that would be pretty pretty accurate, but women who would not want to get pregnant was getting pregnant on birth control, whether they were taking yeah. the, the needles, the, the thing that stays in your body, or the pills, yeah. So uh, let's just really be mindful, queens, melanated queens, goddesses, uh, of what we're putting in our body as far as it comes to our reproductive health. That's true. So next, I want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges that arise during pregnancy that you feel would would that you feel that you dealt with differently? You would have dealt with differently now that you have uh, two beautiful children. Oh, that's easy. So I have two. Mm-hmm. I would say my first one would be being. Um, physically active the whole entire pregnancy. For both of my kids, my first trimester, I wasn't so active. You know, I was dealing with the symptoms of pregnancy, nausea, and, and vomiting for both of my kids the first trimester. So the first trimester, I wasn't active at all. So I would say moving forward, all three trimesters, I would like to be act, physically active through the whole pregnancy. I think that would make a, you know, a huge difference in my next pregnancy. Um, the second one will be not to have anything. I'm um, not to have anything to do with Western medicine at all. Like I don't want to go to appointments. I want to be seeing a midwife the whole time, and you know, do like a natural water birth with our next child, which will be our last one. According to you. <laughs> According to me. <laughs> but those we'll are those are the later. two main things that I would do differently if the great creator decides. You know create another life for me. <laughs> right, right. So because of the route that you took, let's just double down on the question. What challenges, uh, you don't have to go into great detail, but let's just give the people an example of some of the challenges that came from not doing some of the things that you would do differently mm-hmm. if given another chance. Okay. Um, one challenge would be at the end, at the end of my pregnancy, um, What the? what is the the term that I'm trying to, what they call it, hypertension? Preeclampsia, you know, pre-eclampsia uh, gestational hypertension. Yes. So with my first child, you know, I experienced preeclampsia. Right. And I experienced that around 33 weeks. Right. With this child, I went full term. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, I experienced the... Um, gestational the, gesta- the gestational hypertension with my right. blood pressure elevated. Which in all so, honesty, <laughs> both, both, both should have been because I in the medical field as well. Both should have been, mm-hmm. you were misdiagnosed first pregnancy right. because you did not have uh, protein in your urine with neither child, right. which would have been proper evaluation to diagnose you with uh, preeclampsia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had gestational hypertension with both children. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like with the gestational hypertension, which is it's so weird to me because it it just comes it comes at the last minute. Like yeah. with this child, it was, I was almost thirty nine weeks, and then right. it it started elevating, which right. was full time. Right. But um, with, with the first with the 
and with the first pregnancy it came a little sooner i was 33 weeks so um but both were in the third trimester well both in the third trimester but i feel if i be physically active and make sure you know i'm taking my herbal supplements and eating the right things Mm -hmm. and having my berries and my smoothies and stuff i think that would be a different outcome for our next uh you know next child so so let's pause right there for, for two reasons. First one is going to be uh, for something technical I want to mention. Then the second one will be to get some feedback from the, uh, the audience. Okay. So being that I am the uh, researcher that I am, mm-hmm. uh, and being that I excel in just anything as far as natural, nature, things close to the earth, me being a master herbalist, I'm always looking to find out why. Like that's that's always my question. I always keep that curiosity. Right. And I haven't got any other women pregnant, obviously, so my experience with this type of stuff has been with you primarily. Right. Which led me to my research as to why what does a, a black, a melanated woman, a black woman, a so-called black woman, what is it that they go through? What is it that their body goes through during pregnancy mm-hmm. that causes the what the Western world would label complications, right? right? Mm-hmm. Because we overstand, understand, and understand that the body goes through changes both on a, a, a spiritual, uh, mental, and physical level mm-hmm. with... Uh, pregnancy is it's very sacred like yeah. giving life is the most powerful thing you can do yes, right so I did some research which I share with you mm-hmm. on uh, what are some of those things that happen that could potentially elevate that blood pressure because right. that's what hypertension is for all of my people who don't understand a medical term hypertension is high blood pressure right. elevated blood pressure blood pressure is going up right so here are a list of a few things. I won't go over the whole list. But my research was based around scientifically proven facts and evidence-based research that states as to why a woman's blood pressure spikes in the last trimester, mm-hmm. uh, in particular in pregnancy. And I found that increased blood value. As pregnancy progresses, the mother's blood value increases to support the growing fetus. This increases blood value can lead to a higher blood pressure. Hormonal changes. Hormone like progesterone and relaxing, which plays central roles in pregnancy, can affect blood vessel relaxation and contraction. These hormonal changes can contribute to blood pressure fluctuations. Vasoconstriction. In the later stages of pregnancy, there can be increased resistance in the blood vessels, particularly in the peripheral circulation. This vasoconstriction can lead to elevated blood pressure. So, let me stop right there. That's three answers to my question Mm -hmm. that when given to Western medicine, when you put the situation in their hand, they're not giving you these responses. So this goes back to my point about our people in particular from our community of doing their own research and being educated before you even walk into these places if you're going to go there to birth your children because you have to be educated. You know, people don't respect ignorance, they respect education, right? Whether it be formal or just intelligence. Right. But these weren't responses we were getting. Like, 
especially with the first pregnancy where we were rather confused about what was going on in general because it was both of our first time. Right. And we didn't do nearly as much research as, as I've done this time For around. The second one. Right. right. So my point is you can't just go with what they're going to tell you because their research is limited. The Western world's research is limited and it's not always evidence-based. It's just their theories. They basically say this is the point we've gotten to and this is what we've decided we're going, this is the information we're going to pull from and go with. And then we're going to apply that by doing this because this is what has worked for us in the past. Right. But every person is unique. Every person is different. And right. then especially, especially melanated women, mm-hmm. you cannot treat them like you're treating European women or women from other cultures because exactly. the body and the makeup is completely different. Exactly. So with that being said, you can't diagnose a, a, a black woman with the same uh so-called disease that you would diagnose someone else with because our baselines may be different and then our bodies may go through different changes. Right. And this is why, again, like you stated earlier, we have to really get away from being in their establishments in the beginning. Exactly. So uh, now that I've said that, I want to pose the question to the broader audience, all of the melanated women in the Kings, you guys can chime in on this as well. Believe in the comments or email us at kingsandqueens.gmail.com and let us know if you or your queen have dealt with these issues and pregnancies you have had. Has your, has your queen dealt, battled with uh, gestational hypertension or preeclampsia, particularly in the last trimester of the pregnancy? Let, bring, give me your feedback because this is how we continue the conversation. This is how we raise the consciousness on the importance of just disinformation and right. choosing other routes outside of the hospital. We know what the mortality rate is for black women and their children in their hospital settings, right? right? Mm-hmm. So that brings up another conversation which we'll get into later, but mm-hmm. let us know what's going on in your household. What has your experience with pregnancy been? You had one, two, three, four, five perfect pregnancies. Share that information with us as well. Right. What are we doing wrong? What should we be doing different? All right, so that brings me to my next question, Queen. Mm-hmm. What key holistic practices or natural approaches did you incorporate into your pregnancy journey, and how do you believe they positively impacted your overall well-being and the health of your children? Okay, that's a good question. Well, I would say um, my herbal supplements that I decided to take during this pregnancy um, my first pregnancy, I don't think I took any herbal supplements because I was taking some prenatals then, regular prenatals. So this time, I decided to go with cosmic prenatals, and um, I can give you guys the ingredients that's in there, but they are uh, herbal supplements that I decided to take, and I also um, decided to take um, country's womb herbs from high frequency. Yeah, we'll leave the links to both in the okay. description. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll give you the ingredients, the okay. herbs in them both. Yeah. Uh, since I did find find I, I found the ones from Cosmic Cell for okay. you. Uh, so blue vervain, sarsaparilla, uh, yellow dot, mm-hmm. I think dandelion and Irish moss. Irish moss were yeah. all in the uh, prenatal. So that's all herb uh, kings and queens royal family that is good pregnant woman. Those are all herbs. And alkaline herbs. And they're all alkaline herbs and we carry about three of those herbs on our website as well. But far as like all around supplement, let's let's do something like that. So we'll leave the 
uh, information in the description of this episode. But, uh, and then the conscious wound herbs, I'm not it's, real sure. The conscious wounds herbs. I know has red the, raspberry leaf. Red sash, raspberry sash, leaf, leaf, Irish moss, Irish red moss, clover, red clover, um, sarsaparilla, mm-hmm. and those. So, um, and I also took, well, not took, I drunk. Red raspberry leaf tea. Raspberry leaf tea. Yeah. And I think all those herbs that I was consuming made this pregnancy much. When I say this pregnancy was like completely different. Completely different. Yeah. It was it was very it was rewarding. Yeah. I would say it was rewarding. It, it was it was different. So um We tried I I tried to present you with uh some stuff, but again I don't think we had done nearly as much yeah. research because uh, your first child generally just in life in general, as far as even parenting is concerned, I like to say it's your trial and your error, child. baby. Like it's the same love and compassion for the child, but it's like it's all new to you, so you really don't know until you've right. gone through the experience. That's the same thing applies to life. Like yeah. if you've never I, done something I, before. I felt much better during this pregnancy as well. Like I was more, you know, happier. I felt, you know, energetic. So your mental health? Yeah, my mental health was it was it was great. So and I was more physically active this um pregnancy. I walked more, you know, me and my baby used to go to walking at the park. So like every day. It was it was it was yeah. great and I was also um what I had prayed about and, and um spoke over I was I was excited that I was able to carry a baby for full term because my yeah. first trimester, I mean, my first pregnancy, I wasn't able to carry a baby full time. And it kind of like true. traumatized me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so this pregnancy, we carried a healthy baby for full, full term. Yeah. So all praises to the most. All praises. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of things contribute to it. You mentioned the herbal supplement, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I learned from master teachers like, you know, when you give something, give people the full like spectrum. We can contribute right. it all just solely to the herbs if we wanted to, and leave it at that. But uh, I think the people deserve to know that it was a lot more than just the yeah. herbal supplements. It was number one, your eating habits. Right. Like you were, you were plant based and eating pretty, pretty healthy with with the first uh, yeah. child as well. But it's just that not only have you been doing it, but you've done it over a longer period of time at this point. Right. So your body is more ready to uh, conceive and, and, and hold a child full time. So yeah. your eating habits, then we can mention the herbal stuff you were taking while you were eating healthy. Right. And then let's not forget the environment. Let's be completely honest on the environment. The physical environment created, helped create the mental environment that had you in a better space from a mental health uh, standpoint. So the fact that you were number one away from like things that stress you out, distract right. you. The first pregnancy, we were in the middle of closing on our first piece of property. Mm-hmm. We had been traveling for about three or four years straight. Right. And we didn't know we were pregnant until after we left from Denver, Colorado right. at the time. And I was dealing with the business acumen and making sure I was, you know, providing for us. And you were somewhere freaking out because you were pregnant in all right. honesty with your family and like, while we love our families and, and, and you know, uh, I wouldn't take anything away from that. Sometimes being around family is not best while pregnant. Like, right. you're supposed to go be peaceful. You're supposed to go be in nature. You're supposed to uh, spend time really in just peace and quiet or right. do whatever you want. You wasn't always in that uh, predicament with the first pregnancy versus here we are 
two and a half years later with the with the second child, the environment's completely different. Exactly. Like we're in a new peaceful. city, local, new location, very peaceful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did not have the distractions or the hearsay from people around you because no family is right. around. I didn't have to worry about going to a job or anything like that. I Which I don't think you, I mean, you you did, you you did, you chose to work both purposes. Yeah. Let's be clear yeah. now. I, uh, you were in a situation where you, you didn't have to. Yeah. You, wanted to yeah. with the first child you decided to because i was back in uh school, school yeah mm-hmm. you decided to uh, continue to work mm-hmm. and then second pregnancy you definitely didn't have to and you, yeah. you still chose to so you worked both pregnancies but again that was at home you didn't get any like yeah. physical labor uh I, my standpoint and viewpoint on that since we mentioned it, it mm-hmm. is definitely that a pregnant woman should not have to work. Right. And, you know, you can sue me, teens out there, but I feel like pregnant women should be working. Yeah. I don't like to see pregnant women working. Right, you always talk about it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, so that's, that's great information, great responses from both of us. Let's move right along. Let's talk about uh, some of the things you would encourage women to do who want to take a more natural approach to their pregnancy. So that goes back to what we just said. So let's yeah. just kind of reinforce it. What are some key things you would tell a woman that's like, I don't want to take this, the, the uh, stuff they're telling me to take at the doctor's office or I don't want to have to go through this to e- right. even be able to get pregnant. So what are some natural approaches you would tell them? Well, first, I would just start off with their eating habits. That's first thing first. Change the way you eat. I would I would say just go on a plant-based diet. Uh, live it. Because we like to say diet, but a plant-based live it. Change, start with that first. Change the way you eat. Make sure you consume your, um, drinking your water. Get you on the water in the day. Um, if you want to do herbal supplements, instead of taking a rest of medicine, there's herbal supplements. Like for prenatals, mm-hmm. it's is, is, um, herbal prenatals out there. We can leave the link in the description for those, the ones that I use. But it's 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 different approaches that you can take. But right. I would say the most important one is the eating, the eating habits. Yeah. And That's very true. And what we found out was uh, the lifestyle we live is mm-hmm. about an 80 20. We like a, right. I say 75 25. Up in the air. Now that we're in Atlanta, we've got all these freaking <laughs> vegan options, bro. I know, right? Food so good. But uh, like 75% alkaline. Like we only yeah. cook primarily alkaline dishes in our household, which serves, and I mention this for a reason because it serves as like a natural detoxification right. between the food that we eat, the smoothies we drink, the water we drink, like all of our consumption and the herbs we take is like a detoxification. And I mention that because it is recommended from like just herbalists and healers in general for a woman that's looking to conceive, mm-hmm. both the man and the woman must go on a detoxification. Right. Like I have to detox and cleanse my body, my organs so that my, my semen, my life force is healthy when it meets right. your egg, right? The same goes for you. So the biggest thing you can do if you're trying to create life force and reproduce out there and you're having troubles and complications, detox. Yep. Contact it us, works. book a consultation. It works. We are living proof, we are the living word. Like we literally have a business centered around things that have impacted our lives personally and are sharing the wealth of information with you guys. That 
on this podcast right. for free. Here I am, two children and two healthy babies. Two children babies. and all praises most high. After yeah. being told that we wouldn't and be able to have one. And, and, and they expected us to just live with that, but yeah. all praises, you know, God had other plans. Exactly. Uh, so what are some common misconceptions or myths about pregnancy, health, that you have encountered, and what are the facts that should be emphasized to dispel these misunderstandings? Oh, this is... That's this a loaded one. question, and that's a, a good question. That's a good question. This one stands out to me because not only did I deal with it myself, I also knew someone who was scared and took eating meat again because they went through this situation. Mm. So let me let me tell you, they, they got pregnant, mm-hmm. and... They, um, you know how they do the testing and stuff with Western medicine, and they said mm-hmm. that their irons were low, and mm-hmm. their iron was low because they didn't eat meat. So mm-hmm. it scared the, the the woman into eating meat mm-hmm. again, so right. her iron can increase. Mm-hmm. At the end of my trimester, they told me my it's iron was a little low as well, but I wasn't worried about that. I wouldn't eat meat again. I still had a healthy baby in, in mm. here, so I didn't let that misconception It's a that, misconception that uh, low iron means mm. you have to consume certain foods that exactly. suppo- supposedly are high in iron, so that's a good one. Exactly. And I started taking iron supplements, the right. health herbal supplements. I started yeah. taking that. That I still well. have you on. Right, that Did I'm you still. Did today? Yep, I got in my teeth that I'm still on today, but that was one that's a myth that um, if you're iron low, that if you're a plant based mom or a vegan right. mom, that you it's because you don't eat meat. That's mm. that's, that's mm. another that. misconception is that you have to have, and this is just me adding oh, yeah. and that you have to have your children uh, lying on your back. I can't stand to hear that one. Oh, yes, I've been mm-hmm. all to Kimmich. Uh, land of the black, modern day Egypt, and it's ri- the writing is literally on the wall. You can see these women in squatting in squatting position, position. That's how you suppose. standing on ten toes down, birthing their children and, and it, catching them. It goes against gravity when you land on your back. Exactly, and to push it's, out. It's, yeah. it's bad math to yeah. be lying down having children. So. Oh, that's, that's another misconception. misconception, yeah. I have one more, then I'll let you add if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, protein. You have to get your meat from protein. Oh, yeah. That's another You got to get your protein from meat, I mean, yeah, yeah your um, protein from meat. Thank you um, for correcting me. That's another myth, a misconception. Yeah. I haven't had a piece of meat, and, and I ain't had no problems with no protein. Uh, four years, so, yeah. So that's... Yeah, that's, that's another... That's BS. a good one. I can't that's a good one. Which we <laughs> talked about the audience in previous episodes about... Uh, I feel like I've educated them on the importance of doing your own research and or just listening to information and content like this where we educate you on what actual protein is, which is amino acids. And everyone that has listened knows that amino acids are only found in fruits and vegetables. Exactly. Even when we did allow them to do lab work on you, you didn't have an insufficient amount of protein. The only thing that concerned them at all was your uh, hemoglobin levels, which right. would be like your blood, your iron, and stuff like that. Right. So, no, definitely not. So those are good ones. Those are good ones. We'll leave it at that part if the misconceptions are concerned. So let me ask you this, and you mentioned something in the ballpark of this earlier. Okay. How does mental and emotional well-being impact a woman's pregnancy journey, and what strategies do you recommend for maintaining a positive and healthy mindset throughout different stages of pregnancy. 
I think um, your <clears throat> mental and emotional state, state is very important because if you're stressful and if you're always worrying about something, your brain always clogged, how do you think that your pregnancy is going to turn out? How do you think your child is going to come? Because your child feel everything, every emotion that you go through. Your children, mm. they feel all of that. So I feel one thing that helped me stay in a, a good mental state like I said, like I, I I went out for walks. Like that was so peaceful to me. Me and my baby girl Jody, we went out for walks. That, that that's something that just made me, you know, stay in a, a happy place. You know, I go out and take my baby to the park. Let me chase her around and stuff. She she kept she kept help kept me active this pregnancy too. And um, just taking some time to deep breathe. Like take some time to yourself. Like every every man, every mother, every um, parent need that time to themselves to just take a deep breath and deep breathe. And you allow me that space, so I thank you because I, I really don't know how um, single parents or single mothers do it with like without a spouse. I can't see me, you know, doing it without. It's a partnership. It's, it's, yeah. You you need that help. Yeah. It's a so, partnership. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took two to create it. Right. Uh, so it definitely is a, a partnership and an ongoing partnership before, during, and after uh, pregnancy. And you thanking me, but I mean, you did something I'm not even capable of doing. So <laughs> right back at you. I'm, uh, I tell you all the time how appreciative I am for that. And our daughter, our first daughter definitely has kept, kept you young yeah, and vibrant she, she and full of active. life and energy. You don't have no choice of right. being around her. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a great answer, great response. That goes back to the point I mentioned about pregnant women not being able, shouldn't have to like work. Mm-hmm. Like even if something has to be put in place in this country in particular, to where like if you are a woman and you're pregnant, all jobs, places of employment should have to offer some sort of benefits to any woman that uh, wishes to get pregnant. To where it's not even a, a, a stressor because that's right. what. You were just talking about how stressful it is mm-hmm. to, you know, have all this stuff to do during pregnancy that right. you didn't have to do. Just put something in place to where these women can still uh, be able to do what they need to do from a financial standpoint. But that's everyone in this world, in this exactly. country, biggest stressors is, is finances. Right. So if you have it, if they don't have a, a spouse that's supporting them or their finances aren't enough to support their household, and it has to be two incomes that pays for stuff. Right. Then let's at least support this woman throughout the time frame of pregnancy. That's like a year. Like right. Most of these companies, come on. Yeah. I, they're not I, even paying you enough anyway. I agree. Yeah. So that goes back to that, and I, it just brings me joy to know that you, you know, been in that space throughout our pregnancy and let yes. me do the, you know, the nitty gritty, whatever needs to be done. Right. Yeah. So I had a I had a great pregnancy this time around. Great, great, great. So, last question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we get ready to close out, what would you tell a melanated woman looking to get pregnant who may have been told otherwise by the Western world? And also, anything you want to just, just add to them? Yes. I would say um, if they have any issues and they were told that they would be infertile, I would say detox. 
I mean, it's, it's nothing more. I would, you can't do anything else right. but to detox, cleanse your body. Right. So with the detox and cleansing your body, you start with, like I said, your eating habits, changing the way you eat, change your environment, the people you're around, change what you watch and listen to, mm-hmm. change your mindset. That's consumption. All consumption. That's consumption. And then work your way to the herbs. If you've not seen anything different, then you work on those herbs that help you become more fertile. These herbs out there are like, herbs I said I was taking and we can I can put um high frequency information in the description as well but I would say start with it, it would have to be a complete detox and change the way you eat your lifestyle period not, it's not just going to be what you eat it's going to be what you eat. so that's, that's a great mm-hmm. that's a great answer queen mm-hmm. uh great closing remarks uh only thing I would add to that is uh we are all connected. Everything in life is connected. So, like, if I wasn't in a, a good mental, spiritual, physical space, I w- if I wasn't healthy, mm-hmm. my body would not align with yours and we wouldn't be able to create life. Like, right. a lot of us who just are able to do things like that naturally tend to take it for granted. What Everything that has to happen for you to get a, a child right. here safely and you guys both survive the experience, yeah. right? And it's not, I'm sorry, it's not always the woman issue too. It, right. it, can, it can be a man issue right. as well. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Men could be a fertile too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can talk about that on another episode. Yep. If you yep. want to, you know, interview me, we can talk about men's mm-hmm. prostate health and reproductive health. Right. The space we need to be in as men to even, you know, uh, put a woman in space to be able to reproduce and go be peaceful. But yeah, I was saying all that to say everything is connected. So as I'm connected to you, as the listeners of our content are connected to us in that way, we are also connected to nature. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the space we have to get back to when it even comes time to conceive and and detoxify our bodies right you can't move further away from something that is really responsible for your very existence right you breathe in air every day because of the trees and they give off oxygen mm-hmm. right right so it's very important that we take heed to information like this we apply this information and if we have trouble or complication with information we go to people who are uh, deep into their research or knowledge or a level of intelligence when it comes to this information right. and seek guidance because the most powerful thing we can do as a community is continue to reproduce this level of uh, greatness and creativity right. right? and leave a legacy. A lot of people attach legacy to money exactly. or material Finances. possessions, right? Mm-hmm. but the most powerful thing you can do is reproduce. The most powerful thing you can do is impact others. And the most powerful thing you can do is impact the children that you have so that they can leave an impact on the world and keep that legacy going. Yes, we can attach that to wealth and finances, but here's a wealth of knowledge on pregnancy from a melanated woman who was vulnerable enough to share her entire experience with both pregnancies with you guys. So we uh, know that you found this information helpful. We pray it has impacted you all and touched you. And if they have any more questions, tell them to feel free to email us. Absolutely. You can email us at kingsandqueenshealth.com. That's K-I-N-G-S-A-N-D-Q-U-E-E-N. 
H-E-A-L-T-H at gmail.com, Kings and Queens Health. Or you can head straight over to our website, kingsandqueenshealth.com. Go to that picture of me with the crown on, the master herbalist. Book your consultation if it's your first time visiting the website. You can get 25% off, 20, 25% off that consultation. And just sit down and talk to me, man. I do this work. I take care of sick people. I, I'm not, it's a, it's a judgment-free zone. So mm-hmm. definitely tap in with us. And thank you guys for listening. Until next, until next time, peace, man. Peace, kings and queens.